Welcome, everybody, to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find Focus for Living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. of Luke chapter 5 verses 37 through 39 it says that no one puts new wine into old wineskins otherwise the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled out and the skins will be ruined you see what happens when this occurs the wine that was designated for somebody and somewhere is spilled before it gets there and the wineskin burst and is ruined. Uh. Then it goes on to say, but new wine must be put into fresh or new wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine wishes for new. For he says... The old is good enough. Thank God for the old. But thank God for the new. I thank God for what I had 20 years ago. And it was good. But I'm not willing to hold on to what I had and lose the new thing that God's trying to do. New wine is a symbol of the Holy Ghost. Now, you, I know some of you theologians are going, well, you can't have the, you, you know, the Holy Ghost is not new. No, no, but He can do a new thing in you. He can do a new thing in your life. Remember when Jesus touched the man who couldn't see and the Bible says, Jesus asked him, can you see? He said, I see men as trees. So God touched him again. And he saw clarity. I look back on one of the first messages I preached on 2020, and I said, God's going to give us 2020 vision. God's going to clarify some things. I don't know about y'all, but I've been as confused as a termite in a yo-yo. I feel like I ain't got, I, I don't, my vision is gone, and my, and my contacts are not in existence. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But I believe. That God can redeem in the next three months, the last few months. My God, somebody hear me. I'm going to do a little bit of preaching, a little bit of prophesying this morning. Because I come by to tell somebody that just because the last six months have been hell, don't be offended. Doesn't mean the next three has to be. And God knows how to redeem the next three for the last six and the last nine months that you and I have been through. And I'm believing that. The new wine represents the new covenant from the old covenant. The Jews were comfortable with the old wine because they knew what was expected of them. But now the new is coming. Jesus said, I offer you a better way. I offer you a way that you don't have to just sit and and, and look, but you can be filled with the Spirit of God. So Jesus comes along and says, I've got a better way for you. And Jesus wants you to experience a new touch. Now listen to me closely. What's my next one? Y'all got my thing situated? Y'all good? 
Don't be imprisoned by what God did yesterday. Thank God for what he did yesterday, but don't be imprisoned by what he did yesterday. Because don't miss this, church, because God wants to give you a fresh touch. Now, if I were to say, who wants a fresh touch? Everybody in here who's spiritual or who don't, don't want to be judged, but you'd be going, yep, that's me. I want a new touch. I really don't, but I don't want nobody else to know I don't. Come on, right? I, I, I think I want a new touch, but how much does a new touch cost? What, what, what is a new touch going to cost me, Pastor? Revelation 21.5 says, And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. All things new. Now listen, I'm going to give you a quick, a quick synopsis. I want to take you through the grape process of what it takes to make new wine. I looked it up on the internet because I didn't know. Now when you get done with this, I don't want you going home making no wine. I was at a wedding yesterday. And they gave me a bottle of grape juice. It's supposed to be the sweetest grape juice in Napa Valley. It's made in a castle. And there's a whole story that goes along with it. But when I came home Friday, I began to do a little bit of research. And let me tell you the process of the grapes. And then I'm going to take you through the process of the grape, of the wineskins. The process of the grapes is point number one is this. Is that the grapes were wanted and needed. Now if, you, if, you're, not, if you're not trekking with me. You are the grape today. That you are wanted by God. I, I, I don't care what, the, what your teacher said. I don't care what your ex-spouse said. I don't care what your crazy uncle or your drunk auntie said. I don't care what the law said. You are wanted and you are wanted by God. But can I tell you, not all grapes make it to the new wine. The quality of the grapes determine the quality of the wine. So God wants you to be people of quality, but He also wants you to know that you are wanted. When nobody else wanted me, God wanted me. When I was stepped over and stepped on, God still wanted me. Because grapes are picked in their season. You don't just go out and pick grapes. they got to be in their season in order to make the wine sweet. And so they're picked in their season. And some of us have not been picked because we're still bitter. We're still bitter about, about what we went through. And what this year has been. And what God said but it hadn't come to pass. And what people have done to us. And what people have not done to us. So we've become bitter. But how many grapes are still on the vine because they just refuse to be sweetened? You're not picked because you think you're ready. You're picked when God says you're ready. But the enemy wants to discourage you that you were not wanted, but God chose you. Deuteronomy 32.9 says, For the Lord's portion is His people. Never allow men to blind you from the fact that God wanted you. Never allow what has happened to you to blind you to the fact that God wanted you. He chose you because He knows the quality of your potential. Come on, somebody. So the grapes were wanted. But then the second part is the grapes were washed. Now, we don't want to talk about that, do we? We don't want to talk about that part. We like living my life the way that I want to live it. 
and still asking God to use me and give me an anointing and give me power. But God, see, there's a, there's a washing. We don't talk about it. The theological term is sanctification. There's a setting apart. There's a separating. And sometimes in order to get to be that new wine, that God has to separate you from some things and possibly some people that you don't need to be with. Now, I'm not talking about your spouse. I've been looking for a reason to get rid of them, Lord. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. There are some other things that need to go along with that. But God never picked you up and not washed you off. Y'all missed that. He's never picked you up and washed you off. He doesn't just pick you up being all dirty and throw you in with the rest. Well, but Pastor, I, you know, I just don't want to judge. And, and no, no, no. God's doing the judging. What is God requiring out of you and me in order for new wine to come out of our lives? What is God? We don't like talking about sin, but it's prevalent in the church and also in the world. So we need to let God wash us. See, there has to be a collision of your purpose and God's plan somewhere along your life. That has to come together. But it might not ever come together unless you let God wash you. See, Psalms, the psalmist David said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. See, some of us just need to be restored. Some of you have allowed life to beat you up and beat you down. You've allowed, you thought you were on that road by yourself, but you are not by yourself. In the alleys, he's there. Come on, somebody. You see, we need to come to the point that we say, God, wash out of our life what is not needed in my life to go to the next level. Wait a minute, preacher. I'm not a pastor. I don't preach. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you have an anointing in your life and God wants to bring it out. But sometimes it's not going to come out unless you let Him wash you. Because it brings me to the third point. Because the, the grapes are wanted. The grapes are washed. Then that's where a lot of us are. They're wounded. Oh, I didn't sign up for this. Who's ever said that? Things have happened to me and Sherry in the ministry that we thought, what page in the MIP program is this on? Where is the book where this comes out? But the grapes were wounded. And what I mean by that, that before grapes can produce new wine, God has to allow us to be wounded and even crushed. God, listen to me closely, will never Waste your pain. Oh, hear me, somebody. But here's the other side of that. In order to get out of you what's in you, pressure has to be applied. Pressure has to be applied. You know, my mama used to say, if there's a cusser in you, uh, God to put people around you to get the cusser out of you. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Ooh, they're about to make me cuss. I'm going to cuss right now, 2020. Come on, somebody. But you've walked through some crushing seasons and some things can't be seen in you until you experience the crushing. You ever thought some things were out of you until you went through the crushing? And you thought, oh, I didn't think I had that in me anymore. I didn't think I had that, but it comes out of you. Because whatever is in you will come through and come out through the crushing. You cannot separate me from what I've been through. Did you hear that part? 
And I love, I love when I was reading about this process that they said that now some wines use machinery to do the crushing. But the most finest wines still uses touch. Oh, God, somebody hear me. Somebody hear me. God, where were you? My hand was right there. Where were you when I was being crushed? I'm right there. And I'm making sure the seed is not crushed. Because if the seed is crushed, it makes the wine bitter. But if the grape is crushed, I know just about, I know just enough pressure to put on you for you to be crushed without the seed being crushed. The devil wants to crush your potential, but God said, I will never crush the seed, for your seed is your potential. And what has happened to some Christians is they've allowed their seed to be crushed and therefore they've become bitter. Because when the seed is crushed with the wine, with the grapes, the wine becomes bitter. I don't want to be bitter. I want to be sweet. So i got to make sure that I keep my eyes on God. Because the, the, the vine dresser could crush the grapes but not the seed. Because if he crushed the seed, it would kill your future potential. But God is releasing your potential. But the devil's trying to kill your potential by what you're going through. And you're saying, God, what did I do to deserve this? And God say, there's just some things in you that I've got to press out of you. But when you get to the other side, you're going to be new wine poured out in a new season to new people in a new way. And you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to refresh those who drink of your wine. Crushed seed makes the wine bitter. Can I tell you this? And we don't have to talk about it. My crushing has added value to me. The stuff I've been through. The stuff I've been through has added value to me. There, there's a, there, I've, I've made mention of it before, but there's a book called The Three Kings. And it's, and it's who, who's that written by? Anybody remember? A Tale of Three Kings. William, anyway, The Tale of Three Kings. And it talks about the differences of what Saul went through and what David went through, but David came out sweet and Saul came out bitter. Which one are you? Which one are you right now? Pastor, I'm not sure. Well, you can ask your friends and your family, they'll tell you. Your true friends will tell you. Now, you're, you know, you're, them, 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 your church friends, oh, you okay. But don't ask somebody you aren't really in relationship with because it might test you. I had somebody told me one time, they, they said we're friends and, and they, they had been to our church and left our church and been to our church and left our church. And, and they said, Pastor, I know that you can't use me in this church because the board runs this church. I said, bro, what church you going to? Board don't run me. I ain't being ugly. They're advisors. I, uh-uh. And I said, are we friends? They said, yeah. I said, I refuse to use you because you're unteachable. Y'all know I ain't ever seen him again. So be careful. If you really want to know the truth, somebody might tell you the truth, but then you get mad and never see him again. But hell doesn't want you to know that the crushing is adding value. He just wants you to believe the crushing is killing you. I don't know, anybody else in here like, man, I think it is. Pastor, I feel like it's about to kill me. I don't know how much more I can take. But the one who's allowing the crushing 
knows what you can take and said I will not put more on you than you're able to bear without making a way of escape somebody needs to grab a hold of that God I need an escape route this morning I need an escape route he's making new wine out of your crushing now I I thought this was cool because as you crush the grape what is left that is called must M-U-S-T The process of crushing is known as making must. God put a must in our spirit. Remember what Jesus said, I must be about the Father's business. My God, I wish we had some must in here. That I don't care what I've been through or what I'm going through. I must fulfill what God's called me to do. I must keep going. I must keep putting one foot in front of the other. I must keep worshiping. I must keep praying. But then point number four is this, that the grapes were, were, were crushed. The grapes, uh, where am I? The grapes were wounded, but now the grapes are, were winnowed. What does that mean? Winnowed means to reduce the size of a group of people or things so that you only keep the best and most useful part. It's the process of separating what you don't need. Well, Pastor, I needed that. Oh, if you needed it, For God to do what He wants to do in your life, then you would have never lost it. But if you lost it, that means that God didn't need it to do what He promised He was going to do in your life. Huh? If God needed it to accomplish, He would accomplish in your life, then you would still have it. But check this out. The process of when you crush it, the flesh of the grape has to be dealt with. It's the outside you got to deal with that portion. Because ain't nobody want to drink lumpy. It ain't smooth if it's lumpy. Come on, I'm talking about grape juice. I know a little bit about grape juice. I know a little bit about wine too. BC, come on somebody. But I do know this. Nobody wants to, I don't want to drink no, no, no new wine with some pulp in it. I want to drink orange juice with pulp in it. That's nasty. I sure don't want to drink But that's the problem with some of us is that's why we come out in clumps because we haven't allowed God to deal with our flesh. When pride walks on the stage, God walks out of the building. When God deals with your flesh, He's saying, I can't allow your flesh to infiltrate and poison the wine that I'm trying to pour out of you because flesh is my animal nature. I don't know, I I like what I like and I want what I want. And God, I like it when you deal with my bank account. I like it when you deal with my garage. I love it when you deal with my wife. Just don't deal with me. Don't deal with my flesh, the things that I don't want to give up, the things that I don't want to give to you. I want to stay mad at who I want to stay mad at. I want to resent who I want to resent. I want to be bitter about it. Am I talking to anybody? I can't get no help. Thank you, Justin. Because he's got a wife too. He knows what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about my wife. Come on, somebody. The wine dresser says, I see potential, but I got to deal with your flesh. And, And the Galatians tells us that for the flesh sets its desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another that you may do the things that you please. God 
is going to make you deal with your flesh. And can I tell you this? That you need to be thankful for the correction of God. You need to be thankful for when God corrects you. I don't want somebody to correct me that don't love me. Because when somebody that corrects me when they love me, it is, it is, not, it is not just it's not punishment. It's discipline. And punishment is giving you due for what you did. But discipline is letting you learn from what you did so that you don't do again. Discipline is future looking and punishment is backward looking. See, listen. Number five. The grapes waited. That's where some of us are, right? Do you know, you realize that the waiting is the hardest. Because you've been through can I just preach the way I feel and nobody get offended? You've been through some crap. You've just been through some stuff. And you're like, okay, God, I've been through it. Here I am. Then there's a waiting period. And you're like, are you kidding me? I went through what I went through and I still am not being used. I'm still not going through I still don't feel that new wine. I still don't feel that new anointing. I'm just going through. Are you kidding me? When you do and when you go through the process and now you feel like that you've been placed on a shelf, well, I want you to recognize that you have to wait. Now, from my understanding, the wine dresser takes the wine and places it in a dark place. Some of you right now, you're going, oh, that's where I am. I just want to ask you, anybody feel like you're there? Anybody feel like you're just kind of in a dark place and waiting? There's a few hands. Well, you ought to be shouting. Because that's the last process. Before you pour it out. I just feel like I'm in a dark place, Pastor. Sometimes God gets you by yourself to get you to yourself. And you cannot be poured out right now because you have not fermented yet. You're just frustrated. But you got to go through the fermentation process in order for you to be poured out and for you to be good. God loves you and has too much invested in you to pour you out before you're ready to be poured out. Oh, I'm preaching better than you, amen. See, this is the final preparation. God loves you too much to allow you to start something that you're not ready or mature enough to handle. I'm ready for things in my 50s I wasn't ready for in my 30s. I thought I was. I thought I was, but in my 50s, I realize I'm a little bit more mature now. In my 50s, I, somebody told me now, now, now Dave, Dave Blackshear and Island Miller have been around our church for a long time. They remember, y'all got to remember, I, I, I started pastoring this church at 27. Yeah, you can do the math. I've been here 27 years. I was 27. I'm a 54. But a young 54. 
There we go. But Alan Miller told me on told on David. Said they'd be on the golf course and say, "That Ronnie's gonna make a great pastor when he grows up." Because they're so much older than I am. But you understand that sometimes we're not ready for what we think we're ready for. And God places you in a dark place. God has too much invested you to waste the oil that is in you. To spill on the ground prematurely before you're supposed to be where you're at. How many many know people, don't point at them, but how many know people who are like a race car without a steering wheel? They're ready to go. They just don't know where to go or how to get there, but they're ready. God wants to pour you out to the right place. Number six, I'm almost done. Because it said, it doesn't put new wine into old wineskins. And that's always puzzled me. And many years ago, I preached a message on this. But I wanted to bring this out. How do I stay fresh, Pastor? Well, one way is to keep wine in you. How do I stay fresh? You keep wine in you. You became old when you are not being used. Well, I I don't know. I'm sitting here. Nobody's using me. No, I didn't say when you quit singing. When you quit preaching, when you quit being a musician, or when you quit being a Sunday school teacher. No, no, I'm talking about being used. Those are just positions. If I wasn't a pastor, I'd still be used. Why? Because I allow the Holy Ghost to flow through me. Ha, ha. Even though I, even though you might not be serving somewhere, you still need to be being used by God. There's a 98-year-old woman that comes sometimes and hadn't been in a while since COVID, but sits back there in the overflow. Her name is Hazel Jones. Y'all know her. And Hazel Jones would tell me sometimes, Pastor, I can't do what I used to do, but I pray for you every day. Still allowing the anointing to flow through her. Listen, listen, Sister Caps. Sister Caps has been a part of our church for so many years. She has taught Sunday school for longer than I've been alive almost. And, and she says, Pastor, I can't do what I but I pray for you every day. She's been at this church long enough. She prays for me not to say things that I shouldn't say. She prays for me. I know what you pray, girl. She prays for me every day. Your prayers ain't working real good because I'm still saying some things I probably shouldn't say. But, but, but the Holy Spirit's checked me a couple of times. I know twice at least. But, but what I'm saying is you've got to still be used by God by allowing the Holy Ghost to flow through you. So notice, when you get to the place that the Holy Spirit stops flowing through you, it's usually because there's some kind of obstacle. But if you will keep a constant supply of wine, you will never become old. But do you know somebody, don't point at them, who is old and dried up? I'm not talking about outside. I'm not Because there's some folks who look old and dried up on the outside. Don't you point up here, I'll come out there. But you know some? Do you know some? You might, somebody might come to mind. And, and I, know, I know preachers who used to be full of the oil. But now they're just dried and stiff. I know young preachers. 
who quit allowing the Holy Ghost to flow through them. And they become old and stiff. Well, pastor, maybe that's you. Well, I want you to know that there's hope, guys. Because I, I found out that there are two ways that an old wineskin can become usable again and become fresh. There's a missionary by the name of Dr. Inch. He's the first one. In the communities of the West Bank, much of the agriculture and local uh, customs preserve ways that are thousands of years old, such as still using goat skin to store wine. While walking down the street in one of these villages, Dr. Inch observed a man literally pounding and beating an old wineskin. Nearby, he had a large kettle of boiling water. And after pounding for a while, he, the skin would be immersed in some time of this boiling water. After boiling the skin, he would take it out and vigorously scrape the skin and start the process over again. Anybody feel like you're there? God, I've been scraped. Ooh, I feel like I'm in hot water. Come on, somebody. I feel like I'm being beat. And he would repeat this process, and finding the whole process a little violent, Dr. Inch asked the man what was the purpose for what he was doing. And the man explained that he was making the wineskin new again. Taking an old, stiff wineskin that had been used the previous year and subjecting it to the wrath made it not only supple but resilient again, but actually produced, according to him, a better than a brand new wineskin. Man, if you've been through some stuff this year, you ought to be going, all right, God. I've been beat, I've been scraped, I've been in some hot water, I've been beaten again. I thought I was getting out, but you repeated the process, and I'm ready for the new wine to be poured in me. But then there's another way, there's another way. The other way is when the wineskin is submerged in water for a long period of time, and then rubbed down for an extended period of time. Water is usually represented by the word and the oil represents the anointing. So if you are dried and stiff, you need to be submerged in the Word and rubbed down in the anointing. Come on, musicians. Where yet? Come on, quickly, quickly, quickly. Put a little pep in your step. Because here's what I know. I think some of this has already happened today. Some of you have been immersed and being rubbed down in oil. Let the Lord have his way. 
I don't, I don't know if you've... <clears throat> I've been doing this preaching thing for now over 30 years. Brother Mark, I've been around some ministers that I've said I don't want to wind up that way. Rick, I've been around some preachers who are bitter. I've been around some church people who are just ugly. I don't mean physiological. I mean spiritually. Somewhere along the line, they lost their suppleness. Somewhere along the line, the seed was crushed along with the grape. And they become bitter. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But I want you to ask yourself, have you ever been there? There's been a couple of times I thought I was almost there. Because when you've been dealing with church people for as long as I have, you start getting cynical. My dad would tell me this back when I started pastoring. I thought, you just a bitter old man. He said, Ronnie, expect the worst out of people, but hope for the best. I said, I don't believe I'm going to do that. He said, Ronnie, you got to have a heart like a lamb, but skin like an alligator. I said, you bitter old man. And in the last 30 years, I thought, yep, he was right. He was right. If I'm not careful, I just expect the worst instead of believing for the best. And so I've had to go to the altar multiple times myself. You're probably more spiritual than me. Or maybe you haven't dealt with the people I deal with. Well, Pastor, who did you deal with? You? If it wasn't you, it was people just like you. Come on. When you deal with mean Christians, if you ain't careful, you become mean. When you deal... When you're under pastors who've lost the oil. I know it's 1235, but y'all just give me a few moments. But when you're under pastors who's lost the oil, you become stiff yourself. I've had to come to the altar multiple times and still do. And I think this, the last two days, God took me there again. I drove up on this campus Friday as I was driving back from that time that God has just dealt with me. And I drove up on the campus and I seen our buildings. And I remembered that I came here with nothing but all you have given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. (laughs) I came here with nothing but all you have given me. Jesus, bring new wine 
out of me. Oh, the crushing, oh, the pressing, new wine in the soil I now surrender. You are breaking new ground. So I yield to you and to your careful hand. When I trust you, I don't need to understand. So make me your vessel. Make me an offering. Make me the river you want me to be. At 1237, could we press in for a little bit? Just just give me five minutes. But if you're there, maybe if you're any portion of what I've preached about this morning, would you just stand to your feet and make your way up here? I'm not going to lay hands on anybody unless God tells me to. But I just feel like we need to press in. I just feel like we go, God, make something new out of me. Make new wine. Help me not to be stiff-necked and brittle. Came here with nothing. Come on, press in. Lord, I received that new wine. Come on, come on in. Come on in, people behind you trying to get in. Come on. Ooh, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Because where there is new wine, there is new power. There is new freedom. Freedom is here. I lay down my old flames to carry your new fire today. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And we will see you next week here at CRCOG.